Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Reducing Endocrine Resistance in Early Breast Cancer. Will oral selective estrogen receptor degraders provide new hope? To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Sanofi. Welcome. I'm Aditya Bardia. I'm a breast medical oncologist at Massachusetts General Hospital. In this session, we'll review reducing endocrine resistance in early breast cancer. Will oral selective estrogen receptor degraders provide new hope? Let's start by discussing the unmet needs in the long-term treatment of breast cancer. If you look at all the subtypes of breast cancer, approximately 80% of patients with breast cancer are diagnosed with estrogen receptor positive subtype. If you look at currently available endocrine therapies, they can broadly be divided into three drug classes. The first being selective estrogen receptor modulators or SERMs, example being tamoxifen. These are agents which are agonist antagonists. They bind to the estrogen receptor, and depending on the tissue context, they can either activate the estrogen receptor or they can block estrogen receptor function. The second includes aromatase inhibitors, example being letrozole and astrozole exomestane. These are drugs that block the aromatase enzyme, so they lower the production of estrogen in a patient who's postmenopausal. And then finally, selective estrogen receptor degraders. These are agents that block the estrogen receptor directly, example being fulvestrant, which is given as an intramuscular shot. That currently is the only FDA-approved SERD for patients with ER-positive breast cancer. Now, we have various challenges and limitations with the currently available endocrine therapies. For example, a patient who has ER-positive breast cancer usually gets an aromatase-inhibited treatment. A patient who is premenopausal might get tamoxifen in the adjuvant setting. But then 30 to 50% of ER-positive tumors can become resistant and a patient can have disease recurrence with metastatic disease. So clinically, there's a need for better endocrine agents to prevent metastatic disease. And that's where novel oral surges come into picture. In the next section, we'll discuss mechanisms for endocrine resistance in breast cancer. Selective estrogen receptor degraders or surges, example being fulvestrant, then oral surge, elacestrant, these are agents that bind to the estrogen receptor and degrade it. SERMs or selective estrogen receptor modulators like tamoxifen can reduce estrogen-related activity through competitive ER blockade in the breast tissue. And then finally, aromatase inhibitors prevent the production of estrogen. They block the aromatase enzyme, which prevents the conversion of androgens to estrogen. Examples include anastrozole, letrozole, exemestane. Endocrine resistance is a problem in the field of ER-positive breast cancer. Broadly, it can be divided into two categories. The first being that the tumor still maintains ER signaling. And an example would be the presence or emergence of mutations in the estrogen receptor. 
the so-called ESR1 mutations. When you have mutations in the estrogen receptor, the tumor becomes estrogen-independent, but it is still estrogen receptor-dependent. The other being when the tumor is both estrogen and estrogen receptor-independent. Example being when there is increased upstream signaling through growth factor receptors like IGFR, HER2. In this case, the tumor becomes both estrogen and estrogen receptor independent. So in conclusion, after five years of adjuvant therapy, a subset of ER-positive tumors can become resistant to serums and or AI therapy. And clinically, there's a need to fill these treatment gaps. In the next section, we'll discuss the clinical rationale for considering SIRDS as therapeutic option for patients with ER-positive breast cancer. In terms of clinical rationale for oral SIRDS, currently, fulvestrant is the only SIRD that is FDA-approved. So there are several limitations with fulvestrant. First, it's an intramuscular shot. Second, it has low bioavailability and poor pharmacokinetic properties. So clinically, there's a need for an oral SIRD, which has higher bioavailability and superior pharmacological properties. The other limitation with fulvestrant is that the efficacy can be limited for certain ESR1 mutations, such as ESR1 Y537S. In preclinical models, there are several SIRDs that have demonstrated activity for ESR1 mutant tumors, including tumors that have ESR1 Y537S. Different SIRDs have been evaluated in clinical trials. For example, elastestrant was evaluated in a randomized phase three trial, was a standard of care endocrine therapy, and demonstrated a 45% risk of reduction in progression or death in patients with ESR1 mutations and 30% reduction in risk of progression or death in the overall population. So that's one SIRD that has demonstrated clinical activity that's superior to standard of care endocrine therapy. There are other SIRDs as well, for example, geridestrant, which has demonstrated activity in patients with ER-positive metastatic breast cancer. Other SIRDs, geridestrant, camisazestrant, imdulestrant are in clinical development in randomized phase two, phase three clinical trials. There was an oral SIRD, amsinestrant, that was being developed in this setting as well. But as per the press release by the sponsor, the sponsor has discontinued the development of amsinestrant. In combination therapy, these SIRDs are also being evaluated. For example, geridestrant plus palbocyclib with without ovarian suppression. So a lot of interest in different oral SIRDs. In summary, SIRDs block estrogen receptor directly. They have activity both in ESR1 mutant as well as ESR1 wild type setting as long as the tumor is ER dependent. Ongoing trials have demonstrated promising efficacy for multiple oral SIRDs, and these are being evaluated in earlier lines for patients with ER positive breast cancer. In the next section, we'll discuss the clinical protocols for the oral surge being evaluated as adjuvant therapy in ER-positive breast cancer. Oral surges are being evaluated in early breast cancer. For example, geridestrant was evaluated as neoadjuvant therapy for patients with early-stage ER-positive breast cancer 
in the randomized phase two COOPERA trial, patients received geradestrin versus physician's choice of aromatase inhibitor. Geradestrin demonstrated clinical activity that was higher than that of an aromatase inhibitor, which led to the adjuvant phase three trial, the LIDERA trial, comparing geradestrin versus adjuvant physician of choice endocrine therapy for patients with early ER-positive breast cancer. This is the study design of the LIDERA trial evaluating adjuvant geradestrin versus physician's choice of endocrine therapy for patients with ER-positive or negative early breast cancer. So this is in the adjuvant setting comparing one novel oral surd geradestrin versus physician choice of endocrine monotherapy, which could be tamoxifen or any of the aromatase inhibitors. In terms of inclusion criteria, it's for patients with medium or high-risk ER-positive or to negative early breast cancer who've completed their neoadjuvant-adjuvant chemotherapy, as well as definitive surgery for primary breast cancer with tumor-free margins. Patients must have recovered from prior anti-cancer chemotherapy and surgical procedures. In terms of key exclusion, it excludes patients who have metastatic disease, patients who have clinically active cardiac disease, or who are receiving CDK4-6 inhibitor as adjuvant treatment because the trial is comparing one endocrine therapy versus another. So the trial is actively enrolling, and we look forward to completion of enrollment of the clinical trial and study results. In conclusion, exciting data are being developed from ongoing trials of oral surge alone or in combination for both metastatic and early ER-positive breast cancer, including adjuvant treatment, which might enrich the current treatment paradigm for patients with ER-positive breast cancer in the years ahead. In the next section, we'll discuss therapeutic considerations and strategies to enhance care and maximize safety related to the oral surge. In terms of side effects, the common AEs that are associated with oral surges include hot flashes or night sweats, and that relates to these agents blocking the estrogen receptor. GI side effects can include mild nausea, diarrhea, these are oral pills. And then finally, vague side effects likely related to menopausal symptoms like uh, fatigue, headache, bone pain. Some of the oral surges are associated with certain unique side effects. For example, cabezazestrin is associated with dizziness and visual disturbances. Geradestrin has been associated with bradycardia, especially at higher doses of 100 milligram. And finally, elacestrin has been associated with nausea as well. So while some of the side effects are common between the different surges, certain surges have unique side effects. In terms of strategies to manage treatment-related adverse events, for nausea, if needed, we would recommend the use of anti-nausea medications, including antacids. Dietary modification would be another strategy to manage nausea. For diarrhea, anti-diarrheal medications, diet modification, those would be the strategies. And finally, for bradycardia, this is dose-related, Usually with treatment hold and or dose reduction, bradycardia can be managed. So in summary, the most common AEs associated with oral surge include hot flashes, nausea, fatigue, 
These can be managed with appropriate use of prophylactic medications if needed, dietary modifications, and finally, dose interruptions and or dose reductions. Overall, the treatment discontinuation rate because of AEs is very low with these oral surges. So thank you for joining me today and discussing the various oral surges emerging as alternate options to currently available endocrine therapies for our patients with ER-positive breast cancer. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.